Ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research, and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. Brain injury affects the entire family, not just the injured person, and the support of the family system plays a significant role in recovery. My guest today is Tana Hall. She's a family counselor for the Inpatient Acquired Brain Injury Program at Shepherd Center. Welcome to the show, Tana. Tell us a little bit about the what families go through in the immediate aftermath of a brain injury. Well, it's varied as much as people are varied, but generally speaking, uh, as soon as a trauma hospital reports that they've got a serious brain injury, the family in the ICU setting is certainly um, in shock. Uh, and, and not very many people know about brain injury, um, and it's, it's difficult to explain. Uh, but the initial shock of the they may die within the next few days is certainly overwhelming. Uh, once their loved one is stabilized in the ICU setting, the whole, uh, the whole family kind of goes on stop and they circle around the, the patient, um, and, and life for them just takes a complete stop. Um, by the time they reach us, they've had a little time to um, get to an acceptance of, well, they're stable, uh, and now we're on to the rehabilitation phase. And the family has to start dealing with all of what that next phase means, the role changes that happen, um, the adjustment to being in a hospital setting for weeks many times. Uh, they've not slept well. They've been sitting in chairs. When they arrive at the Shepherd Center, at least we give them a sense of, okay, we've got this. You have an opportunity to take a little bit more deep breath. Uh, we do a great job of offering uh, families who live from out of the state an, an opportunity to have an apartment so that they can actually sleep in a bed. Um, and usually by the time they get to us, uh, families who live locally feel better about going home uh, and trusting the care. But in the initial um, aftershock, you know, all things sort of get tossed up in the air and the focus becomes on the, on the patient. You know, there's no family counselor in the ICU because they wouldn't listen to me if they're in the ICU. As my job is saying, hey, take care of yourself. They'd be like, you can go away. I'm going to stay here in this ICU waiting room. Uh, but when they get to us, um, my role is to check in with them and, and, and make sure that they're taking care of themselves and, and realize that they are just as important as the patient and the patient needs them long term make sure that they are staying healthy uh, for the patient. What does that mean, taking care of themselves? What do you tell them to do? I mean, they still have bills to pay, and they still have other kids, maybe, or something to get to school. And what do you tell them about doing all of those things? So you're absolutely right that life does not stop for this injury, right? They have jobs. The mortgage needs to be paid. The health insurance needs to be paid. Other children need to be taken care of. And those are the things that I remind them of, that the other people in the family system are actually just as important as the patient. And initially, families don't always like hearing that because they want to focus just on the person that is injured, um, but that they are as important. The other kids are important. They need to have a home to go to when they leave us, uh, and so we need to pay the bills. So I, I try to remind them of all those uh, life things. Of course, they know, you know, there's a difference between... Uh, practicing what they know and, and knowing that they need to do these things to take care of themselves. Um, but I tell them that, you know, please uh, ask as many questions here so that you build up rapport and trust with our nursing staff, with our therapist staff, so that they can uh, see that we're going to take care of that patient here so that they can go and make sure that they are ready to take their loved one home in four to six weeks, whatever it may be. 
Um, so I try to remind them that they are just as important, um, that their whole family, this is a family injury. Their whole family is going to be, uh, need to get involved uh, and need to maintain uh, themselves so that they can be ready to integrate their loved one into the next phase, which is reintegration into the home and the community, uh, which can be a daunting task. So they need to be healthy and mentally prepared for that. So I just try to encourage them to take care of themselves, get some sleep and eat and and manage their lives. And, and, and we'll let them know when they need to come back here to get their family training done so that they're ready to take them home. So let's speak about the family training and when that patient does get to go home. What do you tell those family members about what to expect with somebody who suffered traumatic brain injury because life is, is different now? Yes. So... Once you've seen one traumatic brain injury, you've seen one traumatic brain injury. They are very varied. Um, we see some very severely injured people. Uh, we have our disorders of consciousness program here who those patients um, lack uh, a lot of things. Physically, they're very um, impaired, but also with their consciousness, they're not purposely interacting with the environment. So that's a very different kind of patient than someone who's up and walking and is maybe, you know, their short-term memory isn't going so well, but they are able to maybe make a sandwich for themselves. So those are, that's a huge range, right? So the family training addresses whatever the individualized person needs. Um, And a family that's going to take care of a loved one who cannot speak or even eat or take care of their bowel and bladder has a lot to learn about care for that person. Um, and, And I encourage them to think about fact that they're going to need 24-7 care, but, you know, one person can't do all of that. So how is the family and the community and the chosen family and the friends, how are all of that going to come together? You know, most people want to help. Um, try to remind families that people are out there. They want to help you. So say yes and say thank you. You know, um, preparing someone to, to go home is what we do really well. Um, a, a, a traumatic brain injury survivor who is not in need of such care uh, may still need 24 they may not need physical care as much. Maybe they're walking on their own. Um, but oftentimes, because of that injury, they need um, help with their executive functioning things. So things like stopping and thinking before they speak and planning ahead and um, remembering things and being safe. You know, most of our patients who leave here, uh, almost all of them, uh, can't return to work right away and driving. You know, and, and they're, they're, they're dangerous at times. So a lot of our patients uh, are unaware of their deficits when they leave here. They're like, oh, I got this, I'm fine, and then they fall, you know. So that's a, a lot on a family member to make sure, because an unaware, un- unaware patient is an unsafe patient. And so we, we train them on all of that stuff, what to look for. You know, sometimes it requires locking up uh, tools or knives and making sure that they aren't leaving the house unattended. Um, so it, it can range a, a lot. And so we, we, we do well to personalize that family training for, for that specific individual in that family situation. And sometimes it can be difficult for that patient to control their behavior and lead a socially fulfilling life. And what do you tell patients, uh, families, about kind of dealing, and you mentioned it just a little in the last question, but what do you tell them about dealing with that socially if other people that are coming to visit their family member might feel uncomfortable with words or actions from that brain injury patient? Yeah, we we really want the family to remember that this is a brain injury that's behaving this way, not the person's intentions. Try to remind them, you know, well, what did they what did they do before? Um, okay, let's let's take a deep breath. And remember, this is the brain injury talking. 
Um, and and I encourage families to educate uh, their communities about traumatic brain injury uh, by going to our website or by I send an email out with different links and say, hey, get your friends to to start learning about this or have them visit the patient in the hospital um, before they go home so that they get a sense of what they're going to be looking like when they go home. Um, it's important for the whole community to understand that this is a brain injury. Sometimes our families uh, need to be an advocate for that, that their loved one that they're bringing home by saying, hey, since his brain injury, um, he often will say things that seem inappropriate, so let's just give him a break on that. So that, that I think, is really an important piece, that they um, be able to educate the community um, and that they themselves remind themselves that, hey, you know, since the brain injury, you know, this, this happens. Um, these things are said, and to give a lot of empathy for that, that patient and a lot of structure. Um, and so we'll help them to try to get a routine or a structure down, um, you know, and just constantly reminding family and community that, you know, a brain-injured person, first of all, there's a lot of wide variety in how they may uh, present themselves, but they need that empathy and that understanding that this is a lifelong disability for many. So once the person is home, Tana, there's so many unanswered questions, as you yeah. said, it can be so varied. And roles in the family change, the stress on the family changes, maybe financial circumstances change. What do you tell? Give your best advice here in the last few minutes about what you tell families about the stress involved in dealing with someone with traumatic brain injury, bringing them home, and what the family needs to know about these changes. Well, the stress certainly can be there. Um, you know, it is the, the way that people handle stress is also very wide and varied. Um, families report that the physical uh, disability portions of some of our patients is the least of their uh, stress when they return home. It's that emotional uh, piece, it's the personality and emotional changes that that are that are the most difficult to to deal with. Um, and. and some people are better at it than others. You know, I encourage the family members to get a counselor, to go vent about it, to, to find a group of people that understand. You know, all of these families that, that we have here, you know, they're in the same ocean, different boats. Every boat, some boats are doing better than others, but it's a tumultuous ocean that they're living in. And to find people that kind of empathize with, with them as the caregiver of the patient is, is a really a key piece. Um, you know, we try to tell them to simplify their lives um, if they can, uh, to to eliminate some of the stress, because uh, the role changes themselves are really challenging. Um, and asking for help, that's really important. Asking and accepting help um, are, are really key to helping lower the stress. Talk about it um, out loud with people that can understand and say, you know, hey, I can't do this alone. I can't even do this with three or four people. Um, and that the families really need to include a, a plan for their own respite for them to take time for themselves to do things that they used to love to do, to go back to work. Sometimes, you know, our families really get a lot of just being at work themselves so that they're not just their main work isn't caregiving. Um, it can be very difficult to manage all of that and to figure it all out and also to not feel guilty about not wanting to care for somebody. There's a lot of guilt that goes along with, I don't want to be around this person, but I'm supposed to be around this person. Um, and how do they manage that, you know, can be a challenge. But Self-care is vitally important, and um, for the long haul, they, the, the family, the loved one, the caregiver needs to, to know that they need to get their own needs met also. And why should they come to Shepherd Center for their care? 
Well, at Shepherd Center, what we do really well is that individualized plan for the person because, again, once you've seen that one, one brain injury, it's one brain injury that you've seen, and everybody's different. Uh, we do an excellent job of, of educating the family on what they're seeing currently and what they may expect. Um, and then that family training piece is individualized, and we give them uh, support, and we give them support afterwards if need be. Um, we do an excellent job of just really meeting the family needs where they are and helping them to, you know, dig deep and figure out all of these challenges. Our case management does an excellent job of assuring a safe discharge plan and really working with um, all the tools that are, are, are in their family's toolbox but in our toolbox. And together we build this wonderful toolbox to help those families cope in the long run. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio, and for more information, you can go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.